Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, a Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. And today we're going to be talking about something that really I took some time to think about today, and I figured it would be great to share it with you, and that is how to dream bigger. And you may think this is not something that you know people really need to do, like learn how to dream bigger. But the truth of the matter is I have talked to hundreds of people And when I would talk to them about setting visions and goals and all of that, sometimes they're like, I can't bring myself to dream. I haven't done this so long. I've talked to professionals who have never had a vision, never set goals for their lives, right? And that's on one side of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum, there are people who've settled. And so maybe, you know, this is a business podcast, so maybe you've built a business and you cross six six figures and you cross seven figures and you cross multiple seven figures and you're kind of like, I've arrived, right? And is that to say we are, you know, really greedy people who stop at nothing and all of that? No, the idea is we should be able to maximize our full potential, right? And so if there is still a dream in there, if there is still more value you can bring to the world, if there's more territory you can take and stuff like that, then it's worth exploring, right? And so are you able to see bigger than where you are? Maybe that was the, where you are now is the biggest you could ever dream and you just haven't been able to dream beyond that. And so I want us to look at, you know, how to do that. Okay, so I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, well, how would somebody do that? All right, and so I came up with three things that I want to share with you. And the first thing is really asking God. You know, this is a prayer that I pray, like, Lord, help me to see myself the way you see me, right? Because if you think about it, he's the manufacturer. He's the creator. And there's nobody that knows the product. There's nobody who knows a product as well as the manufacturer does, right? And so he's the one who knows what I'm capable of doing. He's the one who knows what I'm wired to do, right? He also made my purpose. And so he knows what he called me to do. And, you know, is can you be called as an entrepreneur? Of course, right? There is ministry to the people who come to church and there is ministry to people in the marketplace. And there are examples to be set there and all of that. So yes, Yes, that is that that can be a calling as well. And so the person who knows what I'm called to do and the person who knows what I'm capable of doing is God. And as much as I think I know myself, I do not know myself better than he does, right? And so if I'm going to be that person who's going to dream great, great dreams, then the question is, it's really a matter of finding out what God sees, When he looks at me, what does he see? What potential does he see? When he looks at me, what opportunity does he see? When he looks at me, what what comes to mind as far as what I eventually accomplished, right? The more I can see his picture, the more I can dream. The more I see his picture, the more I can dream, okay? I have a limitation. In fact, I stopped and I said, you know what? 
as humans, yes, when we open up our eyes, we see, but really, we're really blind. There's so much we don't know. There's so much we don't know. And, you know, if we take that position and have that humility and like, we're like, Lord, I, there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't see. Open my eyes to see them. We'll be surprised what he starts showing us. Okay. Now, I love using the example of Gideon, right? Because it is just, I mean, this is us, you know, I, I used to, I'll, I'll give you a fun example. I used to read about the Israelites, right? When they were in the wilderness. And I was like, they were always complaining. They were always whining. What is wrong with them? Okay. And then I got, as I got older, I realized we do the same thing, right? So you get a job and then you start complaining about the commute and you complain about your coworkers and you complain about the supervisor, right? And then you start a business and then you start complaining about the staff and you start complaining about the taxes and you start complaining about, you know what I mean? And you start investing and you start complaining about the stock market. Like it's never ending, right? And so then I realized that they are us. I am them, right? So why do they always complain? I always complained, right? And so now when I read the scriptures, I try to find myself in the story. I don't judge anymore. And so Gideon, you know, when I read about him, I think about me, okay? Judges chapter six, it's a fun chapter. You should read it. And God came to him and God said, mighty man of valor, or the New Living Translation says, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And Gideon's like, who's a mighty hero? Me? And he starts reminding God, right? Like God doesn't know. He starts reminding God. He's like, listen, he said, my clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family. So I come from this itty bitty clan. And in my family, I'm the weakest. I am not a mighty hero, right? He's correcting God here, okay? And he, my God, they had a lot of conversations before he came to terms with it and did what God called him to do. And in that state, God was telling him like, listen, go with your strength. I have called you to rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. God is like, do you know who you're talking to, right? And sometimes you start, God starts showing you things about your business. He starts showing you things to do, things to dream of, things to accomplish, and all of that. And you're like, listen, I'm not that kind of person. I don't build those kind of businesses. I don't lead those kind of teams. I don't have that kind of impact. And God is like, I'm sending you. I am sending you. I am with you, right? And so the more time we spend with him, the more time we spend in prayer, asking him, Lord, show me, the more we'll see who we are, who we truly are right? That doesn't necessarily come from us. That comes from him. Okay. And so I want to invite you to do that. And the more you do that, the better the picture you'll see. And if you can see it, then you're even, you're that much closer to being able to accomplish it. At least, you know, it's within the realm of possibility for you. Okay. So that's the first thing, ask him, ask him. And he, he's quick to answer stuff. If we'll ask him. The second thing is ask God to give you a mentor who will expand your horizon, okay? And, and so this is the deal. I was thinking about this this morning, and I remembered the story of Esther and Mordecai, okay? Again, beautiful book of the Bible. If you've never read it, you should read it. If you read it a long time ago, you should read it again. Really good book. And when you read it, don't just read about Esther and Mordecai. Pull out the principles and go like, how does this apply to me, right? But anyway, when I think about it, okay, Mordecai was her uncle. And when they were trying to choose a wife for the king and all of that stuff, it was Mordecai who talked to her, right? So she could be part of the group. 
And so her even getting there and before being chosen as the wife of, you know, of the king at the time, that was because of a mentor, right? That was because of her uncle. It wasn't something that she was going to do, okay? So that's phase one. And then after that, Haman, you know, he, he cooks up this plan to get rid of all the Israelites and all of those things. And Mordecai comes and is like, talk to the king. And she's like, talk to the king. Like, I, if I talk to the king, and he, if I go in there and he doesn't, you know, stretch out his scepter, I'm dead. Like, no, I don't think I'm going to talk to the king. And Mordecai says, you don't know. You could have been put in this place for a time, you know, such as this. And, you know, if you don't come to our aid, God is going to save us somehow. But don't think you're going to be safe because you're in the palace, right? Because they were supposed to take out all the Jews and she was a Jew. And she then said, okay, I'm going to do it. If I perish, I perish. I'm going to do it. I just need you to, you know, fast and pray for me for, you know, Israel should do that for the next three days. And, you know, I and my maidservants, we're going to do the same thing. And then through her wisdom and the strategy God gave her and all of that, the Jews were preserved. They were saved. So I want you to think about it. The whole book of Esther exists because of Mordecai. He's the one that got her in the palace in the first place. And he's the one that talked to her, convinced her so that she would play her part for the preservation of the Jews. She didn't see that that was possible. She didn't see that that was something she could do. She didn't see it, but a mentor did. And a mentor talked with her and a mentor inspired her to do all of that. I want you to think about it. There are things you cannot see, but with one person in your life who can see and lead you, you can get there right? And so we call these kind of people divine helpers, right? And you ask him for, like, Lord, give me a mentor, a mentor who can see further, a mentor who can see what you're seeing, a mentor mentor who'll be in alignment with your plans, but they can see, you know, what I'm doing. They can see what I'm doing in business and all that. They can see and they can guide me, right? So ask him, like, who's my Mordecai, right? Okay. So that's the second thing. The third thing is ask God to edit your inner circle, okay? Ask him to edit your inner circle. Now, if you look at Proverbs 13, 20, it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Walk with the wise, so the A part, there's more to it, but walk with the wise and become wise, okay? And if you think about that, if you insert into your circle or insert yourself into the circle of people who are big dreamers, people who are doing great things in business, people who are kingdom entrepreneurs, right? Who are dreaming bigger. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was talking to somebody and she was talking about some breakthroughs that she had in her business. And she talked about an event that she's putting on that's a multi-million dollar event, right? Now, is this comparison or a competition or anything like that? No, but I want you to think about if you've never thought of doing one event that is a multi-million dollar event, when you hear that and you choose to be inspired by it, it's like, wait a minute, one person, I know this person, right? And this person stretched themselves and said, this is what I'm going to do. And they did it and the impact that it's going to have on the people that attended and all of that. And you think about it, it makes you go like, wow, I wonder what I could do, right? And this is in a casual conversation. Like we're texting back, back and forth. This is not even in person. This is a casual conversation, 
Imagine that being your inner circle. Now, you've experienced the inner circle of someone who doesn't believe in your dreams and how it makes you second guess yourself and all of that. If you flip it and you have people who believe and believe what you, you know, stuff that's 10 times bigger, it makes you believe even more, right? So you ask God to edit your circle in the sense of, Lord, who are the people who are who are negative and who, you know, by the time I'm done talking with them, I don't even have any faith to do what I need to do and stuff like that. Who are those people? And you're going to create, you're going to create distance between you of them, you and them. Some of them you may need to cut off altogether because it's just a, it's just a destructive relationship, but some of them you can't, you know what I mean? Like if it's your sister, you're not going to cut it, you know, but you can create more distance. You can choose not to talk about entrepreneurship with that person, things like that. And then you're going to ask God, Lord, show me people whose circle I can insert myself in so I can make them part of my circle. Like people, by the time I'm done talking with them, I'm so inspired. that impossibility becomes a word I take out of my dictionary and my faith is like on fire, right? And if you find yourself and you're already in those kind of communities, I want to challenge you to lean in. Lean in, glean all you can for it. The community is for your benefit, right? You walk with the wise and you become wise. You walk with successful entrepreneurs, you become successful. You walk with successful kingdom entrepreneurs and you adopt those things, right? You see their faith, you watch their faith and you're like, oh my goodness, wow, look at what we can do, right? So now the way this works though, is we're asking him to edit it. God being the perfect gentleman he is, will show you people. And he's like, you know, you probably don't need to be talking to this person every day. And he'll show you people. He's like, why don't you go introduce yourself to that person? So you're the one who will do the actual work, but he will show you, he'll bring people your way, right? And so I'm going to challenge you to be in partnership with him. And so as he shows you, you're doing it. As he's showing you're doing it and things like that. And I mean, this right here, if you do these three things, you ask him to open your eyes to see what he sees when he sees you, when he sees your business and all of that. You ask him to give you a mentor who will expand your horizon. You ask him to edit your inner circle. These three things have the potential to help you dream 10 times bigger, 100 times bigger, a thousand times bigger than you are already dreaming. Okay. And why is this important? Please hear me. God is looking for billboards. God is looking for people who will be out there doing great things, who are shining like lights. And people are like, my goodness, how are you doing this? So that they can point them back to him. They can point them back to Jesus. Okay. And so the kingdom, you know, they're, they're people who make the kingdom look good by their character Okay, by their character, by their disciplines, but also by their results. Okay, so one of the things we can do to advance the kingdom of God is to be people who work to make the promises of God, make those promises reality in our lives. And so people can see that and we can point them. That's what a billboard is, right? The billboard is not the restaurant, the billboard is this thing that gets your attention and it says, make the next exit, right? And then turn right. That's the way it is. As Christians, that's what we are. We're billboards. We're billboards. We're signs. We're wonders just to show people God is so good. God is so good. Okay. So I want you to do these three things. They will absolutely revolutionize your life and your business. Okay. I want you to do these three things. And then I want you to just think about it, right? Think about living out your full potential. Think about showing up before God and you go read your book. I'm going to do that when I get to heaven. Like, Lord, I want to see the book that was written about me. And I go and flip all the pages. I'm like, man, you know, 
And imagine doing that and the life you lived and the book looked the same. Now that is heaven, right? Like that is heaven in heaven, right? And so that's what is possible for us. But to get there, we have to think much bigger. God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. His thoughts are so much bigger and we need to start tapping into them. The more we tap into them, the more we can start looking at what he sees when he looks at us. Okay. So I'm rooting for you always apply these three things. I cannot wait to hear about the transformation it creates in your life. And as it starts to do that, please send me a PM. You can find me on Facebook, Dr. Una Chukwu. Okay. Send me a PM. Let me know. And uh, I will be celebrating with you. Okay. So share this episode with a friend and I'll see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.